A spectator subscription is now better value than ever before. As a new subscriber joining today, you'll pay just £1 a week for unlimited online and app access in your first year. To subscribe today, go to spectator.co.uk forward slash unlimited. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Cindy Yu and I'm joined by Katie Balls and James Forsyth. So today a new YouGov poll has come out giving Liz Trust a 34-point lead. Katie, this is a poll of Conservative members and I think the only the second poll done by YouGov since the beginning of the membership phase. So h- how important is this poll? Well, it definitely sets the tone and I think it helps shape the narrative. So it is important. I think it's fair to say that Team Trust are really happy about this poll and Team Sunak less so, though if you speak to anyone who's supporting Rishi Sunak, they will say, well, polls are polls. Maybe we'll treat one which is better for us. <laughs> That's probably not what they'd say. But what they would end with is the fact that the, the only poll that really matters comes to the one that's going to be announced at the beginning of September when you know who wins. But... The issue really for Rishi Sunak here is that the, we know the ballots are going out. We'll get to when exactly they're going out later in the podcast. And people can vote before you reach the end of the campaign. So it's not like a normal general election campaign. You don't vote two weeks in a general election. You wait till the campaign's over. And that does mean, I think, you read more into these in the sense mm. that if the figures, and a lot of people are now saying they're not going to change their mind now, are what they seem, it does look very hard for Rishi Sunak to turn the tide. Because even if there is a problem later down the line, or there is even some doubts over Liz Truss's policy U-turn, which happened earlier this week, how many votes have already been cast? Mm-hmm. And what is the mountain he has to climb? Because because this poll ultimately gives Liz Truss a very big lead. There are other polls which suggest different things. And we can get into which polls we should believe. Obviously, there was a poll earlier this week which suggested there was only about 5% between the two. There's also a poll of Tory councillors at the weekend, which suggests things are pretty close. But what all those polls have in common is that Liz Truss is in front. And that means that something has to change and time is running out for that to happen. Mm. And James, what's particularly concerning, I would think, for the Sunet campaign in this poll is that it shows that 9 in 10 Tory members have already made up their mind. And we, we've talked on this podcast before about undecideds and whether or not Sunet that could turn those people around but if 9 in 10 have already decided who they're voting for then that is a problem I I think in some ways perhaps an even more concerning number for them is that a majority of Tory members according to this poll would like Boris Johnson still to be to be there and I think one of the one of the things that has bedeviled Rishi Sunak's campaign is this sense that there is a chunk of the Tory membership. Previous polls have had it at around a third. This one has it at a much higher number, at 52%, who would still like Boris Johnson to be Prime Minister. And the reason that's a problem for Rishi Sunak is these people, a lot of them, blame him mm-hmm. for the fact that Boris Johnson went. I think, that, I think we are slightly misremembering history, but we'll come to that point in a second. A lot of them blame him. And so, essentially, in any contest, if Liz Truss has kind of locked... Those voters, those votes are by the fact that you know she didn't resign. She mm-hmm. said that she wishes Boris Johnson was still prime minister, and then so that you know that that you know that leaves him fighting with her for for a smaller chunk of of, of the electorate. Now, I've known Rishi Sunak for a long time. But I think we are. I think it is worth flipping back to the fall of Boris Johnson, right? Which is this, which is when Rishi Sunak resigned, it was. Him and Sajid Javid resigned. Those jobs were filled that night. And I think at that point, 
I, I don't know what I think a lot of people in Westminster yeah. thought that it was probably quite likely that Boris Johnson would continue until September, October time, maybe. I don't think anyone thought Rishi Sunak when he was resigning must have known that would be the deathly blow. No, I don't I don't think it was I don't I think I don't, it's clearly significant if you lose both your chancellor and your health secretary, but, but I would agree with James in the sense of covering that night. There is a sense that they filled the roles very quickly. Nadim Sahori took mm-hmm. on that role of chancellor, Michelle Donnellan took on education secretary. And I think it was a sense of business as usual. You had mm. number 10 briefing out that actually finally they had a chance that they would do what they want on tax. And actually the death knell, I think it prompted events clearly yeah, because no. it meant that all these junior ministers started to think what they were going to do. But it was when you had the continuous resignations yeah, yeah, yeah. the next day. So I think... I think there, I think it's also this, so, which is what we, are, what we are forgetting here, is that the ultimate reason that Tory ministers and MPs lost confidence in him was that ministers were being sent out to say things on broadcast rounds and the like that mm. that were not yeah. accurate. I think there is a real danger for the Tory party that if you rewrite history that, that Boris Johnson was got rid of in what Nadine Doris calls a kind of coup or whatever. Mm. You know, it was when Boris Johnson resigned, someone who was, I think we, we can we can all, everyone would agree from Nadine Doris, you know, he was not keen to leave office, right? It was quite clear the Tory party was in the process. It elected a new executive in the 1922 committee that was clearly inclined to change the rules, right? I don't think anyone thought that he was going to win that vote of uh, that that confidence ballot among Tory MPs. So the idea that this is that, that he was brought down by some small number of resignations is not accurate. Mm. I think it was interesting. I'll just come back from in time away, but looking at Rishi Sunak's comments mm-hmm. in an interview this week, he was saying, you know, let's not have rose tinted glasses thinking about the the final few months of Boris Johnson's premiership, and it has been interesting in the sense that I don't think Rishi Sunak is singly to blame mm. for Boris Johnson leaving office. Ultimately, what happened was a series of scandals which involved specifically Boris Johnson. I don't think you can blame Wallpaper Gate and you can say that that one didn't have much effect because of the local elections results after on Rishi Sunak. Then you get to the situation of Owen Paterson. Mm-hmm. That was very much a number 10 scandal. I think that's mm-hmm. where lots of opinion turned. And of course, you get to Partygate, uh, where Rishi Sunak was also fine, but I think the most serious allegations were on certain events. So the only one that Boris Johnson would find to involve both of them. But I think what is true to say is, I think this leadership contest has come too soon mm-hmm. in terms of probably the healing process you need after Boris Johnson left for anyone who's too implicated in it. And probably from Rishi Sunak's perspective, if we're going in the scenario where it was only the day after those resignations, if Boris Johnson, I think, in a hypothetical situation, hung unto the autumn, you know, and the junior ministerial resignations had not followed, Mm. then I think we might be in a bit of a different situation where there had been more time to process things. Whereas I think looking at the polling and also just some of the anecdotal evidence of what members are saying, I just think there is just this whiff of suspicion, which Mm. means given the really tight time frame, because this isn't actually a six, seven week contest, it's effectively a two week contest. It's a very, very difficult job that probably right now it seems that they're not going to really be able to turn the tide on. Though, as they would say, every vote counts and never say never. But I think that is just part of the challenge. Yeah, of course. And it is incredible to think that only a month ago was when Boris Johnson announced his resignation. What a month it's been. Lots of coffee house shots. And James, today we've also heard that the ballots are being delayed in being sent out to members because GCHQ has put out a pretty interesting warning. Tell us about that. So James Hill, one of our Spectator colleagues, has uh, uh, broke this story. Essentially, there was previously going to be a provision that would allow people to vote online 
later on and change their paper ballot. And essentially what this led to concern about manipulation from kind of outside actors. So now people can only vote one either in, on a paper ballot or they can request an online ballot with kind of added levels of security, kind of, you know, instant verification codes and, and the like. And I think, I don't think this makes a great deal of difference in that I think that very few members were going to change their vote unless some kind of immense revelation occurred after they voted on a paper ballot. It does also mean that the ballot papers probably won't drop until later this week, which is kind of ironic because both campaigns clearly planned things on Monday and Tuesday on the on that they wanted members to see them as the ballot paper dropped on their on their on their doormats. And I think I think in some ways, considering that the government has backed off the idea of online balloting for industrial action because they feared that it might not be secure, you know, given the obvious potential for countries to make mischief, right? And this is worth remembering that, you know, again, on the mischief front, you know, look at what happened to Taiwan yesterday with cyber attacks on the day that Nancy Pelosi visited. But I think that you are, I think it was kind of, th- th- there was clearly a risk in having the prime minister selected mm. by a kind of online ballot. And I think one of the one of the worries and something that, that James points out is that, you know, if people had posted pictures of their ballot paper online, which I think is something that, people like to do on social media is people could then have taken the code and then have gone in and and done all sorts of things so i i think i think it is an understandable concern so I, it's but, a preemptive concern rather than yeah as we understand, i don't think there's a specific some, threat right. i don't think i don't i don't think that i don't think that they have decided that that some foreign government has just, you know has made a, a determination one way or the other i think we can overemphasize how much of an implication this is actually going to have on the result i think it only would have had an impact on the result if in on August the 25th or something like that, some massive story had dropped and everyone had said, oh my word, I voted by paper for candidate X and now I want to change my mind. I think short of that, th- th- this stuff is not going to happen. And Katie, finally, yesterday on a podcast, we talked about what seems like Liz Truss's first big misstep in her campaign, this U-turn on public sector pay. Is there still fallout coming from day two of this? And also bearing in mind the poll that we just spent so much time talking about was done before that policy was announced. It was done before the policy was announced, but I think the fact it came out yesterday has helped to steady the ship, just in the sense that I think what had been a pretty bad 24 hours for the Liz Truss campaign, and probably their worst 24 hours, I think since the at least the membership stage of the campaign launch, where they've been a pretty strong place throughout, I think when they ended the day, you look at all the front pages, a lot of them actually looking at that poll, mm. and therefore, while it yeah. is featuring the fact you have a U-turn, it's not the top news line, so I think that's helped things I think that how quickly they u-turned is viewed within the trust camp as it's unfortunate when these things happen but hopefully you nip it in the bud and you can move on I think it has clearly given her critics something to point to and you can see some of the fallout and I think it will just when there are questions about how realistic your economic plans are to begin with when it comes to the fact that Rishi Sunak saying it's fairy tales and it's risky you had obviously the debate a few weeks ago or a week or so ago about what are due to interest rates. I think anything that makes you look a bit slapdash mm. has the potential to cause concerns. But I do just think the fast speed of this contest and the, the lead that seems to be there means that uh, it does not feel like as, as low as a, a, you know, a death knell to the campaign. Now we have a hustings tonight. We also have the Sky debate or separate interviews for, for you know questions tomorrow night. And I think for... 
both of those will be interesting to see how Liz Truss copes under pressure when she is potentially asked about those things because obviously they did the quick clip to kind of say it over but we haven't had any forensic questioning so Kay Burley but also I think the Tory hustings will be quite interesting just to see how much of a live issue it is because we don't as you say the polling was done before this so are members bothered by it? Does it come up particularly? And when uh, Liz Truss has to face you know, a long interview, will it be something which refuses to go away or can she move on? Katie and James, thanks very much. And thank you very much for listening. Do join us again tomorrow.